All right, folks. So this this guest, I tell you, there's been so much request for this guest. It, it's it, with the anticipation of people just losing their virginity, perhaps. Um, uh, the Wet Bandits, Mike. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. How you doing? First time, long time. How oh, been? oh, that's wonderful. It's great to have you on. And uh, please don't. I, I don't want you to disappoint anyone as if they were losing their virginity. You got a lot to live up to here, so don't don't fuck it up. All right. Well, that, yeah. I was sitting here thinking all day to myself. You know, oh, right? We're gonna go on. We're gonna shoot the shit. Then I'm getting fucking things from people saying, don't, don't, don't disappoint me because then you're a funny follow on. What the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm going to sit here and talk to you about what we're going to talk about. And let me ask you a question. Go for Have it. Have you ever had a guest smoke on your show? A guest smoke? Yeah, a guest smoke, a cigarette. Uh, perhaps. I don't know, but I, 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 I know one we'll be having right now, I would imagine, correct? Well, guess what? You just fucking did. I just lit one up, so we're ready to go. So, what what are we smoking today? Actually, let's talk about that. Today we are smoking. We are smoking Marlboro Reds. Is that where you always smoke? Which is, well, sometimes I'll smoke Lucky Strikes because they don't have a filter on Jesus them. Jesus Christ! And let, let, me, let me tell you how that uh, got started. Uh, uh, do fucking, I want to know? No, no. Uh, <laughs> a friend ahead. of mine, and he said, he said, you know, uh, you know, my father used to smoke these these Lucky Strikes and. You know, we, we used to, and I said, well, let's go fucking try them. We go to the quick check. We walk into the, we get the, I get it. I said, what the fuck is this? It's a little thing. It's a, it's soft. It's a, and we take them out and we go, they don't have any fucking filters on. So then we start smoking them and we realize that you got to pack them. Cause if you don't, all the fucking tobacco leaves get in your mouth from when you take a drag. So we're smoking these fucking things. I'm picking fucking tobacco out of my teeth, That's out of disgusting. my tongue, out of my ass. So it's, you know, it's pretty disgusting, but if you don't uh, smoke one for a while and then smoke one, you get a nice buzz. But after the first one, it's just a, hey, it's just a regular buzz from a regular cigarette. It's not, it's not the first, uh, you know. But there's so much shit now going on with these. Did you know, I, I'm starting to fucking ramble already, but tomorrow they're having a vote in the New Jersey, <laughs> they're having a vote in the New Jersey Assembly that they're going to ban smoking on parks and beaches in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, they that's what we fucking did. That, that, they, we I mean, that's what they've done in New York. That's what they've done in New York City, right? I remember I, I almost was uh, arrested by anywhere. a cop. Yeah, I mean, just, I, I will say with Lucky Strikes, the only time I've ever really even encountered them was, uh, you know, watching like m- movies from the 50s or 60s or hearing my father talk about like degenerate alcoholics in our family and what that's what they used to smoke. So you're in, you're in good company. Well, yeah, the degenerates, they usually uh, rotated from Lucky Strike to Camel. Uh, both did not have filters on them, so the degenerates were big, big fans of them. Big time, a lot of the gamblers used to like them. And when I say gambler, I'm not talking about fucking, you know, uh, you know, the hustler with, uh, you know, a balloon. I'm talking about fucking uh, Vinny from Staten Island that used to go to the track and, and blow his money. I'm not saying they were for some reason lucky strikes and gambles. They were not a, uh, for big with those. And then um, my father smoked Marlboro Red. And he was close to about uh, four packs a day. Holy Christ. And, uh, well, I mean, you know. It, it, I, no, I, I don't know. Four know, packs under, a day. That's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I'll tell you another good story about that. The first thing, my father was working at the uh, Essex County Prosecutor's Office as an investigator. And my mother, who at the time they didn't know each other, were was a secretary there. And this was in the 70s. And uh, the first thing, my father ever said to my mother in, in ever meeting at the first words they ever had to each other, he walked over a desk, put some money on the table and said, uh, go buy me a pack of cigarettes and walked away. 
and that was the first that was the first thing my father ever said to my mother and that's that's, that's claimed, worthy of like the the whole that's that, that you got to add that to like the whole me too movement i mean that would be a great precursor to <laughs> fucking, hey you give me a pack of smokes now, <laughs> he'd be on buzzfeed they'd have a big picture of him with a big fucking x through his face saying this scumbag is firing him again. First thing he ever said to my mother, threw, threw it at her. We got a pack of cigarettes. Different times, you know. What do you know, though? I think Don Don, Don Draper probably has better manners with women than that. Than that instance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least he had them in the closet, Don Draper. <laughs> my father had to make everyone get them. But if you think about that, eighty cigarettes a day. How great is that? That you is could smoke anywhere. You, he said the only place you couldn't smoke was church. Yeah. Back then, that was that yeah, was the only place. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, yeah, but that was, um, you know, that, that was the first thing my father ever said to my mother. And uh, God, God forbid they ever hear this because I'll be fucking dead. But so uh, that was that was that was how they met, and that's how I eventually came was go buy me a pack of cigarettes. And I wonder why I'm sitting here talking to you, watching the Yankee game, smoking fucking Marlboro Red right now because it's in my goddamn blood. Is, is uh, really what I think it is. Is it still zero zero? It is still zero zero top of the ninth. I, I never thought I'd like see the, zero zero with Sonny Gray pitching. That's amazing. Well, no, he pitched really well. I know, and uh, yeah, and I think the finals are actually starting. Let me see. I'll switch over to Channel Seven here, and it looks like the finale haven't started yet. But you know, it's great for the kids if they start the finals at uh, nine twenty. Uh, <laughs> maybe they can see fucking tip off and then go to sleep. I mean, what the fuck? You, you think about this for a second. You start to, you know, out there and go, oh, we're on the West Coast. Fuck them. Fuck you out there, California. You get out you, you get you, everything's done, and then you can do your shit the rest of the night. I, uh, yeah, I, I used to be, as you can imagine, a huge uh, hater of, of games starting at 9, 9.30. And uh, I'll tell you, since moving to California, I absolutely love the times, and, and I don't see any goddamn problem with it whatsoever. Um, so I, 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 I really do love that part about it. Cause you're absolutely right. I still have a few hours left in my night after that game is over. It's, it's a great thing. Yeah. It also gives you the excuse to uh, drink at 10 o'clock in the morning on Sundays. Uh, so that, that's, oh that's yeah. Why not? You yeah. like the soccer people out in England. They're out there <laughs> fucking seven drunk off their fucking ass watching, uh, Pele do whatever the fuck he does out there. But there's, uh, you know, it's, um, <laughs> Pele, it's, Pele's uh, not playing anymore. <laughs> Taylor's not playing. Anything. No, he's, he's like a hundred years enough. old. Well, I mean, you, 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 El Duque was about fifty when he pitched for the Yankees. That's so true. You never That's know. True. It's gonna, you never know what um, what these players are. But no, it's uh, it's. I, I think it's it, it, my friend Greg and I always talk about this. How the people on the West Coast have a totally different mindset about the game, and you're just screwing kids because school is still in session, and they're not going to be able to see much of the fucking game, and you know. But this could actually transition to our discussion about how we were both years, maybe 20 years before we knew each other, both at the same game in 1995. Yeah, we'll, we, we'll jump into that in a second. I, I just wanted to, you know, before we jump into all this. Oh, sorry, and I, I'm, it's, jumping, it's, I'm jumping ahead. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I forgive you. I just like the fact that. We're like we, we we you know every time I have somebody on we have a little 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 rundown of what we're gonna talk about but like we're almost eight minutes in we haven't even gotten to the first thing <laughs> so <laughs> I love it so what I wanted to say because obviously this day doesn't come around every every day of the year obviously but happy D Day to you you know when men were men and 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 accomplished when men things. were men we accomplished things and we looked at that motherfucker in Germany straight in the eye and said, fuck you. No, but I mean, it, it, seriously, it, it, you sit there and you look at these pictures and shit on the internet of these 
18, 19-year-old kids. Imagine telling 18, 19-year-old kids, yeah, you're going to jump out of an airplane over France into enemy, into, behind enemy lines and, and, and just go for it. You're going to be the first one to do it. They had the picture of the kid. The first, you're going to jump out of the airplane into France. You don't know where you are. You're from Kansas City, but you're somewhere in fucking uh, wine country now. And they're going to be shooting at you. But the balls, the courage, uh, uh, is, it, it never blows my mind. And I think that uh, one thing that kind of sometimes gets lost is that the Canadians and the British did it with us. They right, were on the right. beaches too, and, and I think that we'll always have a connection to those countries or at least for another generation because of that. And I think that's something now that, because, you know, I, uh, we were going to talk about Europe a little bit, is right. uh, you do see with the older generations in France, you still see the appreciation for Americans. It's kind of new with the younger generation. They don't have it as much. You go there and you talk to somebody from Normandy who's sees the families come and visit the graves and shit, and and whose parents or grandparents told them stories about how uh, you know the Nazis took over the country and, and the Brits and Americans and Canadians saved them. It's it's a, a different um, mindset, I think, than uh, you know not to get into politics, but I think that the support for uh, the military has is different than anything that has to do with politicians personally. Absolutely. The, you uh, have any political beliefs. The, uh, you know, Tom Brokaw can't keep his hands to himself. Uh, he's obviously just grabbing women all the time at work, but he was right when he said they, they really are the, the, the greatest generation. I mean, they, 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 jumped, the they jumped out of planes doing all that shit. So, so kids can go on Twitter now and, you know, uh, ask to get out of exams for a certain amount of retweets. I mean, they have that freedom to just be assholes to do stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you, you could. They have given. They have given permission for pussies to be pussies. I mean, that's pretty much the. Uh, can I say pussy on here? Uh, well, you I, just did. Yeah. The, I'm not talking about the vagina. I'm talking about just like you know, pussy. Right. So, right. Right. So exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> the, uh, the, the uh, what was I going to say? She totally, totally, totally threw me off there. Um, but Sorry. yeah, yeah, we wonder why uh, why this country's fallen behind in from the far east. Uh, with 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 nine million, you know, those kids are going to school and, and starting to take over the world. While, like I said, we we have kids here trying to get out of exams. They're getting amount of retweets from idiots on Twitter who just quote tweet things with you know skull face and crying and whatever. I mean, th- that's 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 the generation now. So I I salute all those all those D Day those troops and 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 Yogi Berra who fucking stormed the beach. Well, I don't know if he stormed the beach, but he he was there in D Day. I think with the Navy ship doing something. Yeah, so. he was on a rocket gun and he um a rocket boat he was uh i actually do think he went on the beach after the uh infantry had gone through and cleared it out but he was supporting he was he was fired at he was shot at he was he sh- i remember him saying in an interview that uh he got a couple of them that was what his line was this was i think i got a couple of them i hope he got more than a couple i hope he killed at least 15 fucking months fucking yeah. krauts um yeah so you were like you—you you just got back from from Italy, p- part of that, uh, you know. Uh, Jesus Christ, I forgot what they were called. The Axis of Evil. There we go. Jesus, wow. Yes. Jeez. Oh yeah, I'm making the tour. Yeah, I went from I went from London to France, and now I'm going over to the uh, Axis because I'm going to Berlin in September. So That's I'm right. really going to the uh, yeah, as they would say in one of our favorite movies. You want to go into what does he say? The Heart of the Lion, Ben? Oh yeah, in, in, in the, the Crusade. Uh, in Last Crusade. <laughs> yeah, when he goes. You know, and that's when he sees he dresses up as Hitler or dresses up as a Nazi and goes and sees Hitler and shit. Bumps but into I Hitler. think for me, yeah, there's there's so much fucking history between Berlin and now. Berlin is Germany is weird because it's it's an old it's a 
thousand-year-old country that is a new country because you had not after the, the World War One and the Republican and the Nazis, and now you have you had the Cold War for you know up until the nineties. So it's a new country, and I think that um, you know I'll go there and uh, and experience some of uh, some of some of what's going on in. Uh, part of eastern europe you know yeah yeah it's really the yeah you know it's it's a you could be in a soviet country still being in a, a former soviet country while still being in a western country which is probably one of the most unique features yeah, it's country, so. it's definitely diff- yeah. it's definitely different in that sense for sure. Uh, but I'm trying to the whole time as you're talking, I'm trying to think of the quote, <laughs> "Fucking Indy" when he goes into Berlin. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, no, all I'm all I have like, to no when he when, yeah. he when he meets the girl and he's like, "All I have to do is squeeze," and she's like, "All I have goes, to do all is... I have to do is scream." <laughs> Fucking bitch. She was Elsa. That was her name, Elsa. The father fucked her. Yeah, she slept with both Joneses. Yeah, the father fucked her. What a what a what a whore. That's it. <laughs> well, she she met her demise. We know what happened to her. She 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 fell into some uh, never ending hole, and uh, you know we never saw her again. So, so you were just in Italy. Tell me, tell me what that was like. <laughs> my my Joe Beningo style of interviewing. Uh, tell me about that. Tell me about uh, Italy. Well, I you know it was um, it was the first time in the motherland, which was mm. an exciting uh, experience because so many people in my family wanted to go there, you know, and it was. Uh, like a, a first time thing, you know. Right. Have you ever Have you ever been there? I have not. I have not. I've been to. Let, let me tell you how great I am in all the places I've been to. Here we go. Uh, let's see. I've been to Ireland, Scotland, England, uh, Greece, Spain, France, and that's it. So I, I was there for about an hour because I flew into wrong, into the wrong airport uh, to go to okay. to Spain. So I actually was in Milan on a on a bus for about an hour. So that really not interesting to anyone listening. Uh, but you did ask me a question, so I figured I'd answer it. Um, so yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, to me, Rome was, I, I got off the plane. Well, first of all, you get off the plane. The first thing you see is people smoking in the airport. It's mm-hmm. fucking tremendous because you do this long flight, you know, everyone's an asshole over here about the smoking in the airports, and, but you get there. And once you get there, they got smoking sections. They got people speaking another language smoking you, you know so I, that was all excited but the um I, <laughs> the, 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 I, the, the I, absolute glee in your voice describing that you're like it's absolutely fucking tremendous you got people smoking it's something else well you know you, everyone talks about it we all so beautiful and the first thing i see was smoking immediately you go right into the cigarettes but there was no it was um you, you get off the plane and you, you take the cab which is about a half hour from rome and I pulled into Rome, and I sat there and I said to myself, this looks like the fucking South Bronx. There's all graffiti. There's all, you know, it, it's dirty. It's gritty. It's, it, it's very, I would say of all the European cities I've been to, Rome is the most like book. And for better or for worse. Right. But there's differences. And the food is, I never thought I'd find better food than France, but the food was better than Italy. Wow. In, 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 in Rome. And, um... You know, I, I think Paris is still my favorite city in the world, but I, I think that uh, Rome uh, and Italy for the food is probably, and, and the smoking. And right. The smoking is, because uh, I, I told you about you could smoke in the fucking Coliseum. That that boggles my mind that they have that probably the like signature thing in in 
I don't know about all of Italy, but definitely Rome. Uh, and then, like, it's, you know, 2,000 years old. It's crumbling. And you you allow – I get it's outside, but you allow people to smoke cigarettes in there. It's just – you know, when here, again, you'd be put in front of a firing squad if you smoked anywhere in New Oh, no, you'd be dead. You'd, yeah. be, you'd be arrested. You'd be arrested. Yes. And the funny, the funny part is about, about smoking in the Coliseum, the ashtrays they put out are, like – fashioned old-fashionedly like they're supposed to look like little trays from from fucking like caesar like if caesar were there he'd be ashing in these ashtrays they weren't like the modern ones they're like the old-fashioned ones caesar smoking caesar smoking lucky strikes watching christians being just eaten by lions that whole deal right picking fucking tobacco leaves out of his mouth (laughs) while lions are mulling people to death but you know it's um it's a uh it's a different and what i think will happen Sadly, is I think that the laws that we have, especially in New York, it's not so bad in the Midwest and the South, but in New York, will eventually catch up to these cities. Yeah. And maybe in, in another 20, 25 years, you won't have the same um, freedoms to smoke. I mean, because I'm a big smoker's right advocate. I can tell. Uh, that's part of my, uh, yeah, no, I'm a, I have a campaign going on. GoFundMe to start my smoker's right campaign but the uh now the um i I think it'll eventually catch up speaking of that i think i'm gonna have another cigarette if you don't mind that's that's no problem with me i'll say that i used to be a uh big smoker um i'll say big smoker i smoked whatever like a like a normal smoker and uh i don't know now i just i don't do it anymore but i definitely am that like mooch that will like look at you as you're smoking a cigarette and just like make you real uncomfortable to the point where you're like you want a cigarette you freak you're staring at 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 my cigarette (laughs) Do you ever do the, um, I'll give you a for a cigarette. I'm sorry, you cut out there. I didn't hear what you said. Have you ever done the, I'll give you a dollar for a cigarette? I absolutely have. I, I have a policy now. That, that you probably I, I, are, you probably think it's disgusting that I would even do that, correct? I think in this day and age that if you want a cigarette, the way these fucking people have, have, have handicapped us. If you want a cigarette, you can have one of my cigarettes. You don't have to give me a fucking dollar. That's how good of a guy I am. I'll tell you that much. Right? Uh, I'd if say you good citizen of the year. Yeah, I definitely, definitely. Uh, if if I if you want a cigarette, don't give me a dollar. Just take it because I'd rather have you smoke and enjoy it. God bless you. I don't want you to sit there and have a fucking uh, give me a dollar over a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, but then I'm gonna be no, ha- I mean, I'm gonna be hanging off your leg like a like a baby possum the whole night, being like, all right, can I, can, can I get another one? Can I, can I get another one? I mean, do you have okay? But really? that's okay because you can yeah because you can socialize with them because true. you don't have to watch your piece and cute up and uh, and do hard to do a home run. No, uh, no, I, yeah. I will tell you that guy that guy. Is listen. We all knew he was gonna be like somewhere in the equation for the Yankees at some point, but he has been like the guy mm-hmm. that no one thought like to even be a part of this shit. Everyone said, "Oh, Torres, Torres, Glaber Torres." And listen, I you heard me on this podcast bitching, not bitching, moan, but be like, "Can everyone calm the fuck down over this kid? He's not gonna change the team. He's been amazing." But and Duhar is, yeah. Well, I got bad breaking. news. It was a double. Well, you know what? <laughs> Let me take all that back. He sucks. Send him back to AAA, and I'm sick of this shit. I got bad, bad news, bad news. <laughs> I should have listened to you when you're like, I don't know if it went over the wall. I probably should have listened to you completely finish that. Uh, who's, well, um, who is up right D- now? My, D- father, confused, yeah. my father just sent me a text message that said, our boy is up for the Blue Jays. I, I'm not watching it, so I don't know what well, Clifford, Tyler Clifford's pitching for the Blue ah, Jays. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Romine's up for the Yankees. There we go. There so, we go. So what was I saying? I mean, we can. 
Smokers, right? <laughs> still hot cigarettes. I love it. Um, <laughs> what the hell is? Oh, so yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, what? There are positives to smoking, and I know the Surgeon General, if he's listening to this, or he or she, uh, that's, we're, inclusive, we're, we're, we're open. I don't even know who the Surgeon General is, but if they're listening, uh, they'd probably say, no, there's nothing good. But you're right, though. It is about socializing. If there's, you know, it's getting, like, if you're yeah. looking for some chick at the bar and you're trying to, you know, get her away from everyone, even if it is 20 degrees outside, say, hey, I'm going for a smoke. Want to come? Even make that stupid small yeah. talk out yeah. there. It works. It works every time. So, kids, start smoking. If you, you, you want to get chicks? Start that's right. smoking. That's right. Because you know what? Now kids are so focused on text and Twitter and shit like that that they're, they say they're losing social skills. And I'm telling you, it's because they're not smoking. It, that is, we need to bring back smoking in this country. We need to make smoking great again. That's and we need to, 100%. We, we, you know, uh, uh, no, I, I mean, it's, uh, it's an awful habit and it's going to kill me. But, I mean, I did actually hear once from a doctor that inhaling a cigarette the deep breath actually calms you down because when you're inhaling, you're actually making a motion inside of your a fucking. Uh, what fucking doctor are you going to that's giving you the benefits of fucking smoking cigarettes? No, I mean he's a friend. I mean he's a, he's a doctor friend. I don't go see him. But, you know, I, I could be making this all up. I don't know. It could <laughs> doctor, be a fucking, doctor it could friend. Have been, it could, yeah, no, it could have been a dream. The same guy that I, you know, I, who the fuck knows? But no, I mean, it's, it, it, it'll eventually eat me alive, and uh, I'll be I'll be eighty years old sitting here listening to this podcast. I'm with my asshole grandson sitting here, fucking going. Daddy, or Grandpa, what was smoking? And I go, here, listen to this shit. Jerk off. What, and that'll be the... What was smoking you know. if we go to, like, the dirtiest back alleys? That's like that's how it'll be. Like, you know, people, like, smoking crack or smoking weed or whatever. You have to do it in, like, a real hidden spot. That's what cigarettes will soon be. That you have to do it I'm in not, a... Not weed anymore. Weed is much more accepted. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Much, much more accepted. Uh, and, and it's a total reversal of what it was when our parents were kids. Because it even people a, even people that don't smoke weed, most a lot of people they still support it. You know, non-cigarette right, smokers right, are not going to yeah. support cigarettes. Exactly. And they'll uh, you know, it's um it, it's a complete reversal in and I support both. So okay. I'll, I'll I'll leave that I'll leave that for what it is that I support both. By the way, but no, Italy was great. By by the way, yeah, just to jump into that, we we were talking and, and this we were talking uh, via direct message and uh, we, we were talking about Europe and whatnot and smoking and how we, I, I, cause I'm not sure I might be going, I'm going to Europe in September. We don't know where we're going after London. And you said you were going to Germany yeah. and I thought about maybe going to Germany and shit. If we met up in Berlin or Munich and I said, my wife would hate you because you would get me smoking like a pack of cigarettes a day. So, but Hey, well, that, that, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's not the only reason she hates me. So we could, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 that, that might be your uh, your best the best quality that I have in terms of uh, in terms of seeing her. No, but that would be fucking awesome. That would be the ta- that'd be the tamest there. that'd be yeah. the tamest thing. The yeah. right? Um, oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> so you uh, so forget Europe for a second. Um, I, I tell people I'm from Connecticut out here in California and they look at me as if, you know, how, how many silver spoons did you have in your kitchen? Uh, do you have a brother named Thad and did, did, did you play fucking water polo every weekend? Uh, but no, right, you're, right. You're, you're from the hard hitting streets in New Jersey. So t- tell me about Very New hard Jersey. Hitting. Very hard hitting. Well, uh, I'm from Verona, 
which is uh, which means um, nothing to me. I'm a gentleman from Verona, which is actually uh, in the Shakespeare. So I don't like Shakespeare. I, I you, you may know this. I, I love Jeopardy, but I don't I don't get any of the Shakespeare shit. I love to read and I love you know all that bullshit, but I, I just don't like Shakespeare. But I know there's a, a, a Romeo and Juliet for, uh, are from Verona, so I got that going. There you go. And uh, so no, I'm from Verona, and my parents are from Newark. And Verona is a suburb of Newark, and it's not even close to being uh, uh, Mean Street. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's um, it, it's where I'm from, and, and I think that people, um, you know, uh, different attitude in this state, especially in North Jersey, as it is the South Jersey. And I think that um, growing up here, uh, you get very defensive of it. Because everyone, oh, it's the armpit of America. And then you had that motherfucking show, The Jersey Shore, which is probably accurate. But it just gave us such, especially Italian people, gave us such a bad name. Let, let me, let me ask you, let me ask you, how, how accurate is that overall for the entire state? Because my, my, I have a minimal inter- interaction with, I went to school in St. John's. So, you know, I went to school with a lot of kids from Long Island and New Jersey. And uh, my friend went to school at Rowan University and I visited him a few times. Outside of that, my interaction in New Jersey is basically driving through it, honestly. Um, okay, so, all right. So, like, and I, and I also had a kid, I went to school at Southern Connecticut before I went to St. John's, and he was from Clifton, and I have no idea where that is, and he acted as if it was the hardest, hard, most hardcore place you've ever seen. Uh, parts of Clifton are rough. Okay. Uh, Clifton is, is it's still a nice, it's a nice town, but, I mean, it, it's, uh, Clifton, I guess, is about maybe, it's right by uh, the Meadowlands, Clifton. It's okay. right by the uh, Giant Stadium. So it's, uh, you know, it's, um, how accurate is that to Jersey? I'd say it's um, more accurate than a lot of people would probably want to admit. Ooh. But I think, obviously, parts, yeah, parts of it are are exaggerated. But I would say nothing is made up. It's just exaggerated. That shit exists. You walk down Seaside Boardwalk, and there are fucking Guidos and people fighting each other and screaming and, and the fist bumping and all this and that. And it just glorified it. And it made people uh, want to do it more. And it was a subculture that became a culture because these fucking people were, uh, you know, all Ronnie and, and the other. Uh, Sammy uh, Sweetheart? Jay, yeah, and the big, the big tits on the J-Wow and the, the little midget that would run around and, and, and you know, and, and, Show her her, uh, her uh, can I say twat her twat on the uh, when she would do the dancing and shit. And I love was, how you um, ask you know, if you can say it and say it. It's beautiful. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I don't. I don't know what the rules are nowadays. There, there are no rules. Don't worry. Listen, we're we're no. both gonna have to. We're both gonna have to pay penance to like you know Katie Nolan and Molly Knight and all the other you know uh, yeah, you know oh, police yeah. of Twitter. If they if any of them listen to this, so don't worry. We're we're all going down. We're going straight to hell. It's gonna happen. So don't worry about it. Well, I think I think other than the fact that uh, my my friends from uh, high school that are listening to this, I think my out my Alamo with this is that I'm not using my last name. So I yeah. think that that gives me like uh, a, a, a smidgen of hope that nobody will ever hear this. <laughs> I I never put pictures of myself on Twitter. If I do, I usually delete the tweet after like a few hours. And uh, I don't put my last name. Although I do say my last name in this podcast, but Brian Buckley is a name that is, even in the city I live in here, uh, there, there's a few mm-hmm. Brian Buckleys. So it could be any of them. So, But I think they'd match up the voice. But whatever, who fucking cares? 
Who cares? Who gives a shit? I agree with you. Fuck. Uh, so no, but it, it, it's yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, and uh, obviously a staple. I, I hate to. I know some people listen. It's like, oh, geez, can we can we pull out every fucking cliche Jersey thing? But obviously, Mike is a big fan of Bruce Springsteen, and I said it to you the other day. It's taken me about thirty-seven years to actually get into Bruce Springsteen, but I'm actually starting to get into it by listening to the Bruce uh, channel on Sirius. Right, um, right. Because yeah. before it was like, okay, Born in the USA, Glory Days, Thunder Road, uh, you know, Dance in the Dark, cool, great, great. But like all the other shit, I was just like, yeah, I don't give a shit, you know. But like, you, you love the man. Is that, that is correct. You can confirm that. Well, let me give you a piece of advice about Bruce, because love is an understatement. The, the, the amount of wow. money and effort and fucking time I've put into, put into him, here's the number one piece <laughs> of advice I give people. I that are, that are right like you, that are on the cusp. Do not listen to Board in the USA. Yes, yes. That no, I'd agree. is without question. What's that? I, I, I totally agree. I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, no. That is by far my least favorite Bruce album. It does not reflect his songwriting, his, his skills, and his albums. It was Dancing in the Dark was written in one night, as a pop song. It was written to be a single. Don't listen to that album with the fact, with, with the concept of this is Bruce Springsteen. Listen to Born to Run, listen to The River, listen to Darkness on the Edge of Town, and then go from there. Because then you'll appreciate Born in the USA more, and then really appreciate when he does the, the songs off that album live, because he doesn't play them as fucking pop songs, he plays them as rock songs. And I mean... Darkness on the Edge of Town, you, 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 you actually have the record of that. You played it the other day on Twitter. And that has me listening to that song over and over again like I'd never heard it before. It's a follow-up to Born to Run. And it's one of, in my opinion, with the exception of the Beatles, one of the few great artists that came up with an album after their biggest album that was just as good. Right. And I, I think that um, for, for if, if I were to say that to to go with two Bruce albums, it would be Born to Run and then go with Darkness on the Edge of Town. I mean, I flew to London to see the guy. I saw him at Wembley. I saw him at Wrigley Field. I've seen him dozens of times in New Jersey and New York. Is it really it's, one of these uh, life-changing experiences that everyone makes it out to be? I've never been to a Bruce show, but I mean, I, you know, the man's getting older. I'm getting older. Uh, I hate mo most music these days. Uh, me too. I, yeah. I, I can't listen. I don't know if I listen. I can't remember the last goddamn time I listened to anything current. Everything has to be at least, even even like most recent shit, like old school hip hop, which is probably like still 20 years ago that I would listen to. Uh, yeah. So oh, yeah. tell me yeah. these concerts. They, are they really like just uh, life-changing experiences? Like I said, I couldn't think of anything more interesting to say. I, I'd say so. I think that, I think that if, say, if you're going to go to a Bruce show, go with the expectation that it's going to be good. And then from there, go and discover more of his music. Don't expect the show itself to be amazing because it, uh, it is obviously to, to, to people that have been there. Right, you got to know it first. Yeah, you'll appreciate it three weeks afterwards and then you'll want to go see him again. And I think that that's the big fucking appeal with everyone that goes and sees him the first time. All right, but question that, here. That question question here. You mentioned the Beatles. Are they overrated? Hot take. Let's go. People say they're overrated. Those might be those same people with uh, skull faces and laughing emojis. Are the Beatles overrated? Mike, Wet Bandits, what do you think? Absolutely not. Ooh. 
I think they are. No, I really don't actually. But I'm just. Oh, no, I'm just fucking with you. I really don't. Five times. I, I think they're I think they're really good. I mean, I won't say they're overrated, uh, but uh, like to the extent that most fucking idiots on Twitter are just trying to get a reaction out of people. But I, I no, they're just trying to guys and say, oh, no, they're not. The Beatles are not overrated. Uh, you know, now, if you can, now my mother saw them twice at Shea wow. twice the first time and the second time. So uh, because of of their live sets and screaming and that shit, and they didn't play live later in their careers. I think that there's going to be uh, arguments like uh, with Elvis and the Stones and, and stuff like that about, oh, you know, Elvis could put on all these shows. There's nobody like the Beatles, period. Are they the best band ever? Yes. Wow. I'd say, you know, honestly, I probably haven't heard the entire Beatles catalog. For me, I gotta say the Rolling Stones, and I know we're, this is three thirty year, thirty plus year you know, guys sitting here talking about music that was made mostly before we were fucking born. That's that should tell yeah. you how shitty music is now. I mean, you can't listen to anything past uh, the early two thousands. It was like, um, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of Oasis, and if you watch their internet, pretty much kills rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's and, true. And, and 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 you're not going to get the same live concert experiences as you will as you did uh, uh, 20, 25 years ago. That's why I think uh, someone like Bruce, everyone should go see because that kind of shit does not. Who the fuck is a, a 17 year old in college in 30 years going to go see and say, "Oh, this brings me back to oh, when I was God. in high school"? You're, you're, you're so right. Like I think of my, I probably said this on the podcast a thousand times, but like, I think of my parents playing music when I grew up and, you know, on the weekends, they just play it. Like I'm even thinking of myself, honestly, the music that it, it for us, like, like just because of the explicity too. the, the explicit is explicity a word. Did I just make that up? Explicit, uh, like yeah. lyrics of just like, am I going to go play Dr. Dre when my kids are running around the house or something like that? I mean, I mean, it, and he's on the good end. Yeah, he's exactly. He, he's like a choir boy you're, you're compared not, to some of them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, he's he's on the he's on the end of quality more than he is at more than ninety five percent of the shit that's out there. I mean, Tupac's dead, and uh, you know, it's like who, who are you going to go see? I know. Who are you going to go see in thirty years? Who is the kid going to high school tomorrow morning? Watching the Yankees or watching or just went to bed because they can't stay up to watch the fucking finals because it starts at nine o'clock at night. Who are they going to go see? Dude, in you, years? you are oh. you are mad dog right now, complaining about the NBA t- finals times and praising Bruce Springsteen. It's like I'm talking to Chris Russo here. This is amazing. I love this. It's a problem. It's a problem. It, 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 I was born. Uh, I would have been better off born in 1945. Yeah, I sometimes uh, that feel that way as well. Honestly, like if I if I if I grew up in the 50s and 60s, you know what? Uh, and, and let's jump into this next thing here real quick. Uh, you know, we we exist on Twitter, and I kind of wish I was actually like you said older, so I never had to go through Twitter. Twitter is this divisive. It's like this thing. You, it's like that girlfriend you can't get rid of. It's like she's just there. No, you can't. But you hate yeah. her. No. Yeah, and, and there's so many times I said to myself, and I said to other people, I'm going to delete my fucking Twitter. People go, no, we, you know, you can't do that, this and that. Why not? We lived with it for so many fucking for so many fucking years. It's only been around for what ten and five. It, it's really been uh, um, big popular. Thing. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's like we're going to sit here now and say that we have to have our. Tw- it, it's 
it's eventually, I think, all going to collapse, and I think things will eventually go back. Uh, but at this point, I don't. I, for the next five, ten years, I think it's going to stay the course. I feel of, like of it I, being. I feel like I used to accomplish things. I think I feel like I used to actually like do things instead of. There's, there's sometimes I wake up on the weekend and like the hours go by and I'm like, oh, it's twelve thirty. Yeah, Brian, you, you've been fucking scrolling on your phone for the last two and a half hours. Yeah, you, you no, could have been no, doing you're things. Right. You're absolutely right. And, and can you imagine now watching a big sporting event without Twitter? No. And that's sad because it's sad. I mean, my, yeah. my I wife mean, says you, it to you, me you, all the time that the game will be on. And I'll like, I'd say 75% of my eye, my eye, uh, eye time, whatever that means, uh, stare is staring at Twitter and not the game itself. Like I'll glance up to see what's going on. Yeah. Oh God. Something crazy. And the first thing you do is grab yourself. I know. It's like, well, I wonder what so-and-so is saying. Or, 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 or I, I got a fire tweet here. How many retweets? How many likes did it get? I mean, we, we're in this world where it's just like we need – and I'm, I'll be, I'm completely guilty of it. I will look to see how many people what, – what's the reaction I got from that. And it's just like – it's all like – the great Simon and Yonkers mentioned to me. He's like, it's all just masturbation. It, it means nothing. None of this means anything. And, you, and think about how angry you could get for somebody – don't fucking know and never will see in your life and it drives you crazy they they pressed a heart they pressed a heart for something for someone that you'll never meet and you're like oh cool they liked it all right that's cool i like that yeah no it's it's simon's absolutely right and i gotta give credit he's probably the first one to have smoked on here i don't think it was made you know what i totally there's i don't know if he actually acknowledged it but you're absolutely right he's certainly smoked on this before because i've heard the the inhaling and the exhaling so that that will go to the great yeah yeah no i don't think i'm the first one to do that but i i think that um no, he's absolutely right in all his Twitter takes, to be honest with you. It's, um, but at the same time, and you talk about the good aspect of it, um, I got to meet like you and, and, and a bunch of these cool people that I would have never fucking met before. Right, right. And, no. I agree. I agree. There, there's, there's certain people It's just like, oh, wow, this person exists. Like, because we're also, not to get too political, but we also live in this world now where you can't actually like say what you want. Because you have to like keep it to a certain extent. Like you don't want to be shamed. And that's what Twitter is all about. It's about cherry picking that thing and saying, Oh, uh, Uh and then just putting some stupid internet, you know, uh, cliche on be like, say it louder for the people in the back. And that gets 35,000 retweets. And then you're spammed with fucking just people for the, you know, next five weeks. So yes, I I completely agree. Uh, You gotta be careful. And and there are times when shit that you don't think will be, like, like they say, blows up, and it does. And then you're like, oh, shit. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just, it, it's very, very dangerous. And uh, But I will I could transition to a good story about what, and with Artie Lang, if you want me to tell it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. I, I mean, uh, Artie Lang, uh, yeah, go for it. Absolutely. So uh, I, I told you about this earlier, and I guarantee you within – 10 seconds of me telling the story, Brandon's going to find the fucking tweets, but we'll leave that for where it is. But, um, Artie was doing some movie quotes and I was going back and forth with him and he was answering me and they were movie quotes from Father and Fellows and shit like that. And I told him the Godfather about when Clement says to Michael, All right, you're going in and out there, bandits. 
Hold on. Am I am I back? You're good. Go for it. Now you know the scene in The Godfather where he, where Clemenza says to Michael, "You never know. You might have to cook for twenty guys one day." Right. So I said that to Artie. All right, and Artie comes back and he goes, "I hate to do this to you, but it's it, it's forty guys." And I said to him, I said, I guarantee you, Artie, it's 20 guys. And he goes, I'll bet you anything you want. So I go, all right, how about a lap dance at Hot 22 in Union? He goes, well, I'm trying to stay sober, so yeah, let's right. do something else. Because cause I know I'm right. It was 20 guys. So I say to him, well, why don't you buy me a hot dog over in Galloping Hill in Union? So he goes, all right. I get a DM from the guy. He goes, Mike, I have a problem where... When I make a bet, I have to own up to it. I said, well, you know, you, you don't have to. And he goes, yeah, I kind of do. So call this number and leave me a voicemail. I'll get back to you. Next thing I know, next weekend, he's got a show down in South Jersey. Me and my friend, we drive to the hot dog place. In walks Artie Lang, buys us both hot dogs, and, and sits with us for about an hour. And he goes, hey, you want to be a, a special guest over to my show? That's cute. Want to be a special guest? Yeah. So I drive. We drive down with, with Artie Lang, and we go to his show, and we go backstage with him. Me and him are ripping cigarettes the entire <laughs> fucking time. Big, big no smoking sign. And I go, Artie, they, um, the the uh, sign says no smoking. He goes, Well, if they tell us to stop, then we'll stop. So we, we, I mean, it was just me, my friend, and Artie Lang, and nobody else came in for a solid hour. That is amazing. Keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, I mean, it was like, and we saw, he showed us his notes and shit, and they look like like something like a serial killer would write. It's insane how these fucking comedians think. And we sat there with Artie for about an hour. He was sober. He didn't drink or do any drugs. We just smoked cigarettes and, and bullshit about Bruce and all this other shit. And we saw a show and fucking went home. And it was, That is amazing. That is, that. Yeah, no, yeah. Wow. I mean, I guess he's serious about uh, he's serious about you know uh, covering his bets. Holy shit! That that is that is a great no, story. Yeah. And I brought my uh, beer league DVD with me, and he signed it for me. <laughs> Ima- yeah, but imagine if imagine if it wasn't one of the Artie Lang uh, sober periods, though. Like how wild that would have been. That would have, that was our only regret that he was sober because that would have just been a fucking mess because he would have, he was bad. He was not good. When, I mean, he's still not good, but God bless him. But, you know, it's, um, yeah, that, that's, that's my Artie Lang story. It's my one celebrity moment that I have, and it's fucking Artie Lang of all people. That is, that is quite a story, man. I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, and all, all my yeah, stories with any celebrities are just like, oh, hi, can I have a picture with you? Or, hi, can I have an, you know, just bullshit, you know, fanboy bullshit. I mean, you actually hung out with the guy. No, we hung out with him. It was great. It was like, we were literally, I mean, I think the fact that both of us, he knew we were from Verona. He knew we were local guys. He knew we were both Italian. He knew we were, you know, we weren't going to be assholes or do something. St- and I think he just felt comfortable with us. Because he, we were smoking and we were, you know, we, we weren't drinking because we didn't want to drink in front of him. Right, right. And no, I we weren't like, you know, we were. It was just uh, he was cool with it, and it was, 
Yeah, that, that, and those tweets are out there for uh, for you to find them of the the uh, interaction Artie and I had. Yeah, you you uh, so, sent it to uh, me, and you're like, "Oh, check this out. We could talk about this on the podcast." I'm like, "You know what? I don't even want to read it. I want to hear it on the podcast, just like everybody else." Honestly, I saw there that there was go. a huge that, interaction. That, I was yeah. like, "Nah, I want to hear it." No, I still got his number on my phone. I, I always felt weird about, like, hey, Artie, it's the guy you made a fucking hot dog bet with. So, and, and we drove to Union and then uh, smoked cigarettes. I, I didn't want to do that, but it was like, you know, I, I think he'd be cool with it at, at this point because uh, he's Artie. But, um, yeah, that's my one fucking celebrity experience. It's weird, I'll tell you, and I never hung out with any of these people. So a lot of them are just nice enough to come on the podcast. But, you know, I, I put somebody's number in my phone. And it's just like, and I look at it afterwards, I'm just like, you know, after a few drinks, I'm like, should I text this person? Like, hey, Phil, what do you you think about this fucking game going on right now? Hey, Jeff Perlman, don't you hate Trump? You know, it's just like. Hey, Phil, you watch watch the game? I'm on the the podcast with uh, the West Bandit. Uh, You want to come on and have a threesome? You know, it'll be great, you know. He he probably doesn't uh, even know how to use text message. Uh, No, it's weird. It's, It's weird having a celebrity in your phone like that. Uh, so let's let's man, this is this is great. We only had a few things to talk about, but I'm like 46 minutes in, so let's move this along. Oh, uh, uh, let's, right. That that's fine. But let's. Uh, there were so many questions that I want to get to the questions, but the one thing that you brought up before I wanted to bring up, you know, there's a lot of spoiled Yankee fans right now. There's a lot of fans that on Twitter they 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 you know they 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 want Stanton traded, they want him dropped or whatever. And we we go back to a, a yesteryear, and not even like a bad one. I'm not even talking like 65 Yankees, but you know, I, I think you're around my age. I think you might be a few years younger. I don't know if you want to reveal that. Few years younger, you. couple no, a few years younger. You're you're what? You'll reveal thirty seven. Yeah, I'm a few years younger. Not, okay. not much. But. So you grew up in that 80s time where it was like, oh, yeah, Don Mattingly's awesome. Ricky Henderson is good, but he looks like kind of a dick. And uh, and uh, Dave Winfield, yeah, he, he was fun for a while. But, you know, then the team started Kevin getting, Moss. Oh, Kevin Moss. Boy, that, that magical summer of 92. I'll never forget it. Oh, what a what a, what a, what a fucking joke he was but no but i remember i remember no. i went to the i went to the baseball card shop and i had a and i wanted a kevin moss card so bad and I, and i think i took like i had some like decent card and i was like can i have this for a kevin moss card and the guy could not be happier to give me a kevin oh, moss card right at you oh right at you Here, there you go Ken. Kevin enjoy moss kevin moss you know enjoy him he's going to be a lot of fun in the summer i don't know about the fall or the rest of his life but this summer he's going to be a lot of fun let me tell you what, I guarantee you, if you found a way, you can get Kevin Moss on this podcast. What the fuck is Kevin Moss doing that you, he can't sit here for an hour and talk to you on the podcast? Yeah, but what do I talk to him about? Hey, remember that summer you were really good? Then what happened? Well, I mean, you know, it'll be exposure for the guy. He probably needs money. He's, you know, he's like Lenny Dykstra. He'll do anything. So, Holy you know, I mean, Christ. For- Did you see that? I I, uh, I tweeted at him. I said, Lenny, it'd be a lot of fun oh, if you go on the podcast. He's going to blow his head off. <laughs> Take this is if, if people don't know what I'm talking about or we're talking about Lenny Dykstra. This is the accusation from the police to the Uber driver. Take me to Staten Island or I'll blow your fucking head off. Boy, I mean, he sounds like he's well, doing you, great. you gotta, yeah. I mean, you gotta go and get the drugs. I mean, you're a drug addict. You gotta go and get the drugs. So somebody's gotta drive you there. I mean, he didn't want to go and he drugged. I mean, it's normal. Yeah, he, sometimes you need. Lenny sounds like he's doing great. I mean, he sounds like everything. Oh, sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, no, sounds he sounds clean and sober. Well. Everything's it completely. Yeah, great. when you're right, you're, you're, he was only under federal indictment in federal prison, and now when you're out there, uh, 
you know, threatening to blow cab drivers' heads off to go get your drugs in Staten Island. That's usually a good uh, 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 post-bail, uh, post-prison uh, transition for when you're doing that. Oh, absolutely. But God He's... bless him. Get him on the, I hope he, you'll get him on the podcast. He'll, he'll be calling in from Rahway State Prison, and you'll be, you'll be good. <laughs> this is a collect call from Rahway State Prison. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but where is... Was... <laughs> He's such a fucking psycho. Um, he, uh, well, let's get this. We, we talked about the, before, you know, Yankee fans got spoiled and they thought that they should win every goddamn game. You know, should go 162 and 0. Uh, there was the 95 season and you and I have talked about this at length on Twitter. Probably annoyed everyone, but it doesn't really give a shit. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to mention it again because I don't care, but we were at that magical game of 1995 and you brought it up earlier. Game two, 1995, 15 innings against the Mariners. Is that the greatest game you've ever been to? Well, the only reason... Oh, my God. Oh, geez. It's been a lot of fun. I'll talk to you later. Is because I was at Collins Perfect Game. Oh, okay. All right, all right. That's right. You mentioned that. You know what? uh, That's a tough one. One's a playoff, but one's a a perfect game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Continue. I'll, I'll allow it. But I will say that it's probably my step. Oh, well, no, Jesus. I was at the Mr. November game. So that's probably. Oh, geez. Listen uh, to this asshole over here, this privileged asshole. <laughs> Continue. Go ahead. Go ahead. What other games were you no, at? No, oh, go, I, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, when Tino hit the grand slam. I, 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 wasn't, I, I wasn't being serious. Don't, do not continue with all your great games. No, you've mentioned no. this before. You had, playoff, you had playoff tickets throughout that whole run, right? Right, because what we would do is we had the Sunday plan. And what they used to do with people that had the Sunday plan was they offered you one game per round. And I just over, I mean, you think about it, you go to playoffs for that long of a period, you're going to hit some good, you know, yeah, that's amazing luck. Not, not even amazing yeah. luck, but like that team was just incredible, but it is, it still is a good luck that you pick some of those great games for, for sure. Well, if you remember, and I think we, I, I know, and we keep repeating this, but we've talked about this before. They, did they run? Have you not of, listened to the Red Ticket Blues podcast? Of- I do that every single week. I say, I think I mentioned this well, on the podcast I, before, but whatever. Did they run out of water or was it ice? I, I think it was remember. ice. They were they were serving warm drinks because it was so late because it went fifteen innings that people were just coming back with like flat soda and shit and just didn't care because they ran out of beer. It was, you know, it was different than the stadium is now. And I just remember my mother said, I, saw, I think it was in the thirteenth or fourteenth, because she just said, "You're not going to school, Moss. Don't worry about it." So it was at that point I was all in with the, with Jimmy the King lyrics, and I remember that home run like it was yesterday. I mean, I'll, that was a I'll tell that you, was a big. I, I don't know. That if was I, a big fucking home run. I don't know if I mentioned this before on the podcast. I love my father, and uh, you know he's a great guy, and he, he's brought me to some amazing games. But uh, we left in the eleventh inning. Oh, you never fucking told me that. Yeah, I like to keep you that to myself. You left in the 11th? Yeah, like... Uh, oh, my God. I think right after Bernie oh. Bernie got thrown out at the plate, uh, yeah. I think my, fa- oh, no. my, my father said, we're out of here. And we got home quickly because we wanted to see the game. And right when we were pulling into the house, even my, my father must have been driving 100 miles an hour because I think uh, Bernie got thrown out in the 11th. But but yeah. we, we got pulled in. We pulled in there into Connecticut right as Lyrits hit the home run. So, yes, and oh, uh, I remind my father about it all the time. He, he, I mean, he, he worked for the state of Connecticut. I mean, it wasn't like he was, you know, some CEO with a, with a big <laughs> meeting or something. And I said to my dad years afterwards, and I'm sure he's listening to this going, yes, I know, I'm a terrible father. Yes, I know. But I'm just like, Dad, what, what, what did we do? Like, who just called in sick the next day? 
I just, I mean, and my father, he won't get mad at this, I don't think. But I mean, his last year of working, and I won't say what department he worked for, but I mean, he had it, he told me he had it on his calendar of which days he was going to call out sick. So, I mean, he he was ready to get, you know, uh, use all that sick time. We didn't use it. It just, uh, but oh, yes, that's... It, it was still a magical well, if, game. If it's, if it's any consolation, my father was in the bathroom and Mattingly had all month. So there's some, uh, there's some consolation there. Uh, still we, there's... the loudest thing I've ever heard at a sporting event ever. It was, at, it, and it's funny because people bring it up all the time, but I never heard until years later, oh, I'm on to the roof, because I was there. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and you know what was yeah. weird? Because it, it wasn't the, it was weird because it wasn't like one of the normal broadcasts. It was, I don't even know, I, I, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this, but it was, you didn't see, maybe it was just because Twitter and, and YouTube and all that shit didn't exist then. Maybe that's what it was, that you didn't have it like instant recall the next day. But you're right, the same thing here. It took me years. I think I saw on like MLB Network uh, yeah. years uh-huh. afterwards. And I was like, holy shit, that's an amazing call. And like you said, I was there. I, I yelled to my and brother. It was Gary Thorne. Yeah, it was yeah. Gary Thorne. I yelled at my brother who was sitting right next to me. I can't believe this is happening. I could not hear my own voice. It was so loud. It was the best way I can describe it and see if you agree with me. It actually looked like the, like the stadium was moving up and down. Like people were, were, were jumping, but in like, not jumping, it was like it was a wave of people yeah. just going up and down, up and down, up and down. And it was, um, uh, yeah, for, I had never heard that call until, until years later. And you, you told, we talked about Twitter and shit like that. I was at, and here I go again. I was at the game in 2000 when uh, Clemens threw the bat at the Piazza. Oh, really? Clemens threw the bat. Yeah, and we had no idea what the fuck was going on. And one guy in the section was listening to the radio, and and old man Starling was trying to explain it. And because you know you didn't have Twitter, you didn't have all that shit. Yeah, we just saw we just saw Clemens have a have a have a connection and and, and throw in a Starling fit throw a fucking bat at Piazza. We had no idea what was happening. So it was a, um, you know, it, shit like that is good and bad. What would have happened What would have happened now is, exactly, we didn't see it, but what would have happened now is something like that happened. By the time you saw the replay, even if you were at the game, there would have been like 17 photoshops of it, uh, you know, 32, mm-hmm. 32, you know, GIF photoshops of it. it somehow it, it would have been just so, and, and, you know, the internet would have loved it and all, everyone at SB Nation and all that and everyone would be, oh, God, filleting themselves. It's just fucking ridiculous. Now, but, now, uh, you're, now you're depressing, you're depressing my, <laughs> um, my, my Roger Clemens Adderall fit. Uh, bat throwing. Uh, I'm sorry. Again, I'm sorry. That I was at. No, but I. But I remember though. I remember the uh, Ruben Sierra hitting that home run, and then I remember yep. everyone around me being like, "Oh God, imagine if Mattingly hit one. Can you believe if like just try to imagine Mattingly hitting a home run right now?" And he did, and I. Oh God, I I know people are listening to this and they're just like, "Wow, it was a home run. It was a big deal." Mattingly Yankees, great. Like you had to. It was really one of those senses as a fan. You had to be there to fucking hear that thing. You you also have to appreciate how shitty the Yankees were during Mattingly's time. Yes, and and how well he played that, in that entire series too. By the way, yeah, oh yeah, and the fact that fucking Buck Showalter, but we'll, that's another discussion. But no, the the fact that. You know, he was the Yankee staple for 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 over a decade and, and all through the eighties, and and you know, all of a sudden he got his one chance to to play in Yankee Stadium in the playoffs, and he did that. And I think 
that entire generation of fans that grew up on him just exploded at that moment, and it, it, it was just the um, the perfect storm at the perfect time. You, you know? think you think Showalter is going to quit from the Orioles? Or you think he'll get fired? I mean, that team is dreadful. I think they don't get fired. Think that, so? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna uh, blow house with Machado and all that. And they got a problem with that uh, Davis at first with that contract. But, oh God, yeah. Uh, no, no, but fuck Buck. Uh, ever since he's five, <laughs> I can't even fucking look at him. Piece of shit. But no, that, that's uh, you know that's that's how I feel about him. Uh, so let's let's jump into this. We're already. I love this. I, I always think, even when when I have a guest or if it's myself, I'm never gonna have enough to talk about. It's never gonna have enough to talk about. We're 57 minutes in, and we haven't even got to the to the questions and answers. Which you know, I'll tell you, the Wet Bandits here, uh, and obviously, I would imagine your inspiration. The only thing I could think of is, of all people, like. <laughs> And no offense to you, I just think like you you choose a moniker from Home Alone as your username on on Twitter. You know what? I can't explain it. I can tell you, and I can bring the veil on this down a little bit. A lot of people, and I say this like I'm a fucking celebrity, but people have asked me what the 19 stands for behind Ooh. it, and it was Brad Richards when because the Rangers had just gotten him. And he wore number 19. And I must have been in some kind of fucking trunk. And I went, oh, the left band is 19. And that was it. And, that, wow. and that's, that's it. No, it's, yeah, it's a very intriguing story. <laughs> Honestly, well, you're talking to somebody that knows <laughs> nothing about hockey. And I'm just like, oh, cool. It's a guy was a hockey guy's number. All right. That's pretty cool. All right. Um, so we got a ton of questions. I've never gotten any qu- more. I haven't gotten this many questions for anybody. I mean, I don't remember if I've you know, thrown out a Q&A for every guest, but I mean, you can name them, you know, Bob Ryan or, 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 or Frank DeFord or Steve Summers, all, all, all the people, like Tanyan Sturtz. Um, uh, but I've not, well, well <laughs> it's got to throw See, a if you got in Kevin there. Moss, you would have gotten more questions. I'll say that. <laughs> um, so let's, let's start here. I can't ask them all. And uh, part of that is inappropriateness, um, because this is a family show. My parents listen to this goddamn show. But very family, very family oriented. Yeah, very absolutely. I, I would imagine all the all the families get their kids together and they listen to you know Brian talk about whatever, especially when he has guests on. But let's let's start here. So from Chess and Wine, which is Chess and the letter N Wine. Please comment on how New Jersey high school football has become a metaphor for America in 2018. Also, what's the best diner in Morris County? That's that's loaded. Uh, All right, let's let's take it one thing at a time. How? Yeah, this is a tough one here. Yeah, how does New Jersey high school football? How has that become a metaphor in America? Well, without going too far into the discussion of it, and you know this, a friend of mine, a close friend of mine, who I have have a lot of history with of good good times. Um, His father got fired. Oh, that's right. um, Yes being a, a, a tough football coach, and he's not the first one. Cedar Grove, without going into names, fired as well, and a couple other people. And we have now babied the shit out of these kids where they make one complaint and the pussy fucking superintendent just sits there and says, now nah, we'll just fire the guy. And it was a fucking joke. It's a fucking kangaroo court with these fucking people. And to me, you want to talk about how, how the, the state of football in, in this state reflects the, the youth of this country? They do. You, you, we t- we'll circle back to, hey, if you um, retweet this, we'll stop my exam. It's the same concept. They make one complaint, and it's fucking over. And you, and you, you erase 20 years of making a man or, or making a woman. 
or making anybody that's that that's that's a a, a, a successful uh, person. Wait, wait, wait for these kids. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait for these kids to become parents. That is going to be something. Like the, these, I, these I kids hope, that are getting. I, I hope I'm not around for that. Yeah. Okay. So, best diner in Morris County, which means nothing to me, but I, I Morris County, I'm sure it means a lot to a lot of people listening. Florham Park Diner. Florham Park Diner. What What is so different about there that that it's it it it, it stands out? I go there every Friday. Okay. Well, no, that, that works for me. <laughs> no, that's you. You won't want to edit that out. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, no, I, uh, um, no. It's uh, it, it's a it's a family run place, and it's um, it, it's got old fashioned servers and waiters and waitresses, and it, it, it's got the good food. It's got everything you want. Right, where you can hit the waitress on the tush and say, "Good job, there, baby." Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Throw her a few bucks. Say, "Go get me a pack of cigarettes." Exactly. Yeah, the, the, the way I was raised. The the, the, the way real real men were. <laughs> raised in this country <laughs> when men were men the greatest generation when they stormed the goddamn That's beach and right. were beating nazis God, exactly God bless them. God bless them. Uh, so this is from larry soprano the great larry soprano uh what was your dream job when you were a kid <sighs> dream job when i was a kid and it's like i didn't know these fucking questions <laughs> yeah i know you, like, you liked every single one of them <laughs> no the uh dream job when i was a kid i loved Garbage trucks. So you want to be I a garbage man? Watching, so I was a garbage man, and then when I got older, I wanted to be um, shortstop for the New York Yankees, and I'm neither. So I'm neither a garbage man nor shortstop for the New York Yankees. So that's about where I'm at with that. I tell people all the time when they're just like, what did you want to be when you grew up? I was just like, uh, you know, I want to be center field for the New York Yankees, and then uh, it never happened. And, uh, yeah, this is where I am. It usually gets uh, either people really laugh or they just go, oh, that's so sad. Oh. Well, at Just least like, I'm well, not a garbage man. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he's got a, he's got a few questions here. Who would you ra- what would you rather have a third eye or a third arm? Third arm. Okay. <laughs> third arm. Because I'm fucking blind. Because uh, I because I, I I'm I I um uh, I work contacts. Same here. On uh, what is the most embarrassing thing that happened to you in school? When I this one this is this is a short shot. When I was in fourth grade, okay, I'm sitting there in class and it's getting towards the end of the day. It's Monday and I had C C D after C C D and I'm sitting there. And I'm sitting there and I go, Oh my god, I gotta go to the bathroom. But I didn't want to get up because I was because the teacher just yelled at us for going to the bathroom too much. So I finally I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And I say, All right. All right, I can't hear. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We, right. I got, I got to hear the story. You, you just went out the last like five seconds. You get, you gotta, you gotta start. You went to the bathroom. Then what happened? I went to the bathroom and I didn't make it. Ooh. And what grade was I, this? When I tell, this was fourth grade, which is yeah. embarrassing. But when I tell you, I tell you, there was literally shit up my back. It, it sounded, oh, this it wasn't was just like piss. This. Oh no, 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 sir! I I had pure full-on diarrhea shit, and it was in my it was in my uh, trousers, in my in my in my boxers. It was back. So you know, I mean, I did the normal thing and said, "It's close to the end of the day. I'll just go back to the classroom." <laughs> so I walked back to the classroom, and I'm sitting there in the, in the class, and about thirty seconds go by. And the teacher goes, all right, everybody up. 
And we all have to get up, and they take us to the bathroom, and they're checking people's shoes, and they come up to me, and they go, Michael, do you have to use the bathroom? I said, no, good. Yeah, that's because I just shit my pants. And <laughs> I'm so sitting here with my mouth open listening to this. So, so then they finally found out it was me. And then they bring me to the nurse's office. The nurse calls my mother. She's got her head out the window because it smells so fucking bad. And she calls, <laughs> she calls my mother with her head out the window. And my mother comes and she picks me up. My mother opens all the windows in the car. She picks me up. We drive home. She goes, go in the bathroom, take everything off in the shower, put it in the garbage bag, and that's it. And after that, the best part of this story is that the next day I blamed Omar Kareem and everybody in the Verona school system for years thought it was Omar that should have spent. <laughs> I'll tell you, Omar Kareem, that mother, he, he, remember when he shit his pants in fourth grade? That sick fuck. Oh God. Omar Kareem. Fucking, but, but why did I go back to my class? That I would have just ran home. I don't know how far you lived. Away I just from went that. home. Yeah. That's what I would totally would have done. Absolutely. So yeah, that's my story about most embarrassing. Well, I like that one. I like that one. Where let's see, what do we got? We're at one hundred six here. All right, we got it. We got it. We can't ask all these. Uh, Joe Bag seven twenty. Uh, another great follow on Twitter. He. I, I don't know if I ask all these questions here. What is the? If, if again, I, I mentioned this to you before we started recording. I don't know when you became like Mister Skin, but like all these like porno questions and everything asked you as if like you're the. Uh, not the purveyor, but the, the the king of all this. So let's see here. Well, um, I mean, it got to the point where every time somebody hits a fucking home run, I'm posting somebody getting fucked. So that that it, is it, true. It, it, you you love the Yankee chips, yeah. the porn chips, which have just become a staple of Yankees Twitter. People wait for them, and uh, and I notice people are actually retweeting them now. Most of the time, it's like tons of likes, but there's actually been some retweets now because you know some people. I I'm a total prude when it comes to that. I'll like them. I retweeted them. Well, let me tell you, I've, and this is the secret, and this is a question that trades ask. I'm very, very careful which ones I pick because there are some I have on my phone that are so bad that I cannot tell you how bad they are. And they so there so are some that part. are just too inappropriate for you and Twitter. That there's, You've seen some it, that are just that I bad. get suspended. I get suspended. If I had the assurance that I wouldn't get suspended, but the, some of them are so bad that they would they, that somebody would report me, and it would be it would ruin the fun forever. So I picked them the, the concept of being offensive and graphic without being too graphic. Okay, that, that you'll works. Any, you'll never see any bodily fluids. We'll put it that <laughs> bodily fluids throughout. God, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no bodily fluids. Let's see here. Uh, this is Joe Bags. We'll ask these last two questions to Sarah. What's the most amount of money you've ever spent in a strip club in one visit? Probably in Europe, I would say close to um, four hundred euro. Four hundred euro? That that's a decent amount. That's that's yeah. I mean, obviously, depending on the time. It's very sad. It's very sad. it's very sad. It's not good. Uh, one of one of your staples on Twitter is uh, send nudes. Uh, has send nudes ever worked for you? <laughs> that that was I, I did not hear any of that. So you're gonna have to repeat that. 
I, I, I'm not responding to that question. Garrett, no comment. We will move on. Uh, let's because see. Because that's only going to get me in trouble. I, com- I was wondering. I was wondering how you'd answer that question. So we will move on. Um, let's see. A lot of these are just people reacting here. Da 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 da. Uh, first, uh, Zawil Z asked, "Is there any particular story about the first time you smoked a cigarette?" Uh, my friend Eric. His backyard, I mean, God bless Eric, he was, a, he was a lieutenant in the Army, he was in Afghanistan, and I actually sent him uh, tobacco and cigarettes while he was over there. But no, it was in his backyard. It was the first okay. cigarette I ever had. So nothing, no no amazing Artie Lang popped into no, the backyard no, 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 story? No, no, okay. no, no, right. no, no, no good stories about that. Just pretty, pretty, pretty uh, bland with that. Uh, if a hot chick propositions you wearing a Yankee jersey with a name on the back, are you mentioning it to her or are you letting it slide? And that is from Mark P. 722. Proposition me, meaning uh, all I can do. All I can do is read. All I can do is read. That could be (laughs) hi, how are you? What's what's your name? Or hey, I have an apartment. It's vacant. You and me. It could be either one. Uh, She 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 could probably have an Al Qaeda jersey on. If she's hot, I'm going to go for it. So we'll put it that way. You're, you're, listen, you're, you're a man that knows what he wants. I mean, listen, all right, that, that's no problem. Uh, let's uh, see. You know what I, you know what I want? I don't know what I want. It's, 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 it's tits. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, do you, f- no, I'm not reading that one. Okay. I was about to read that one. That one will not be read. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, what's, no, that's for someone else. Okay. I got all these. I wish I could just, uh, Da, 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 da. Okay. Uh, it, this is from a friend of the podcast, WFAN Trades. What is your favorite pasta topping? Crushed red pepper. And he asked that fucking question. No one was going to answer that. Because he, <laughs> he knows that's my favorite thing to put on. It's a crushed red pepper. Okay. No problem. And I'm, I'm totally with you, especially at any pizza place. Uh, not pots, pasta, but any late night pizza place, I'm dumping. Crushed red pepper all over, oh, yeah. and, and oh, I will wake up in the oh. morning and I'll say, "Why did I do that?" But it was oh. still fun. It was um, the flavor, just like your Frank Fleming. You know, it, it wait, that, the red pepper brings out all the flavor. Yeah. It's before we fun. before we keep going with the questions here, Frank Fleming. Listen, the guy follows me on Twitter. He seems like a very nice guy. You love the he man. Follows me too. I do. I, yeah. I I his his. Listen, I don't think it's any secret. Frank is very large. Um. It's no, it, yeah, no, it's true. He, it's no. true. I'm I'm sorry to, to just brace yourself. He he's he's very he's fat. I'm I'll say it. He's fat. Uh, the the food pictures he posts they're a little too much for me. Knowing like how big he is, I it's it's concerning to me. I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm just well, being yeah, a pansy do, about do, it. Do you think do you think he's fat from the way he eats, or do you think it's uh, an accident? <laughs> you're hundred percent right. I, I mean. <laughs> I mean, it would be like me getting lung cancer and going, how did that happen? You know, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, so it's, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it, I mean, God, some, uh, I hope he's, uh, I hope he's well. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think that the, the four hot dogs ad nauseum seven nights a week is, is a bit much, but I love Frank to death. He's, so. he's, he, I think he's a genuinely good guy for sure. I, I, I Oh, he's I a don't. great guy. No, he's a great guy, but. I mean, he just, you know, he just, he, he likes to eat. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I don't he, think, that, he, I I don't think there's any debate there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Tim 
Chacho, who is uh, masquerading as Ordeo Mongo, um, wants to know how many cigs you smoke during a regular season Yankee game and how many you smoke during a high drama playoff game. The most I've I, I could go through a pack during a game. That is that that's intense. That's intense. I mean, I know and, baseball and I games are long, the, but still, those, those that's intense. The problem is, is that I, I and I know Simon and I have talked about this. It would be so much less if I didn't smoke in my apartment, and it would. It, it, it's it, that's that's the issue. And when I when you're you're really stressed like that, you just uh, you know you just fucking plow through them. And, and when you're you're looking to meet your future wife, <laughs> uh, I think. Let's see. Um, where do you f- okay all right some of these just don't make any sense uh, some people's grasp of twitter is really very loose um very scary, very scary. Very yeah scary. like you can't even ask a question scary place. it's like i'm, I'm no, asking no. questions for the podcast and someone asks well what's the answer it's like you fucking idiot do, do you not realize it's going to be on a podcast it's, it's it's not done here uh i hope there's an engine there's, there's a frank take oh yes that is from steve andrusco friend uh, good good Positive uh, uh, promoter of the podcast for sure. Uh, so, uh, yes, Publius yes. Maximus Eight asks, "Where does he find those wonderful porn gifs?" I could just imagine some, you know, porn website. I'm assuming, but uh, that, that's the question. Well, I will tell you this, and not giving away too many trade secrets, you have to go through a lot of very disturbing shit to get them. <laughs> I can only imagine. Because it's not, it, 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 you, you know, you you gotta you gotta walk through the desert to get the water. So it's uh, it, there, there is definitely some disturbing shit I've seen that I don't even want it, you know. Because uh, like I said, some asshole is gonna get me suspended for putting on, you know, some bodily fluids. So, uh, and let's see, is there anything else? I'm looking. Da, 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 da. Uh, 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 I know I sound like Francesa. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, and you know uh, what? Let's 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 end it here with uh, a tweet from okay. your friend here, from Greg Rack. Uh, do you think wet bandits and actual bandits ever get together and have dinner? I'll hang up and listen. That's your being mind. a wise ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, he, uh, you know. I know. How do you answer that? Uh, <laughs> A lot, a, lot, a lot of history between me and him. He's a good guy. I'll tell you, Mike, um, I said this earlier in the podcast. I, I never know if I'm going to have enough material for people. And you know what I sent you. I sent you like, what, five, six bullet points to talk about? We've been talking for an hour and a half. This is an hour and 15 minutes of talking. <laughs> yeah, no, and we didn't even get yeah. to everything we wanted to get to. <laughs> No, 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 no. We got a lot more to talk about. So I will say this: I really appreciate you coming on, and it is—it was my pleasure. I I hope people enjoy it. I really do. I think they definitely will. And of course, folks, if you're wondering where you can follow this great American, uh, it's on Twitter at the Wet Bandits 19. Like you said, it's for Brad Richards. Obviously, now everyone knows that. Um, secrets out. Secrets out. It's no, no longer no. You don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to worry. Oh, where do I got that? It doesn't matter. It's like a weight off. 
Uh, like a off my I'm sure a lot of people could sleep easy after they after they hear this. Um, oh yeah, like a baby. It's still when, the, when the fucking NBA game goes off at two in the morning. Speaking, of, you know, screw that. The Yankees are still playing. It's the top of the thirteenth inning. A zero zero game. Boy, yes it is. Who, who's yes, to say that? I, I I have no idea why kids don't love baseball. I mean, come on, zero zero in the thirteenth. I mean, talk about action. I mean, that, that that's the way it should. Oh be. yeah. Oh, ten thirty at night on a weeknight, you watch a, a zero zero score when the Cavs are up by uh, five. Yeah, you, they're going to switch right over to fucking baseball. Get the fuck out. But, you know. I'll, I'll tell you, sir, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. This will this will drop uh, Thursday, as, as, as the kids say. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Yeah.